Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is upon us. Once upon a time, Joe Pizapia called Antonio Brown an evil genius. Is Adam Gase the evil genius for derailing the Miami Dolphins' chances for the first overall pick? We'll dive into that and more as Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two, starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia. Of course, Sean Guastamacchia producing this show. And here in South Florida, Joe, in terms of football, there are so many great rivalry games. You have the University of Miami against Florida State, Miami against Florida, the Dolphins and the Jets. And if there's going to be one team that Dolphins fans want to beat every season, no matter how bad their record is, it's going to be against the Jets. But the cost was dear yesterday as the Jets came to town and moved Miami from the number one overall pick to now the number five pick in the NFL draft. It was a tank for Tua since the beginning of the season. And now all of a sudden, Miami finds themselves maybe even out of the Joe Burrow sweepstakes. Fitzpatrick threw for three, 288 yards and three touchdowns. Preston Williams, five catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns. What a great rookie season he's had. Mike Gusecki, where in the world did this come from? Their uh, high tight end pick from a couple of years ago, six for 95. Wow. Devontae Parker, four for 57. Sam Darnold, oh my gosh, was he bad? 260, <laughs> one touchdown, one interception. Those 260 yards, the 70 of them was on the last uh, drive of the game. Poor Le'Veon Bell, 68 rushing yards, eight catches, 55 yards. Poor is the best word to describe that's, him. That's, but, that's yeah. true. That's a bad call by me. Very rich Le'Veon Bell, who gave a great fantasy game, by the way, but all in the PPR format. Uh, Crowder, 8 for 83 in a touchdown, and somehow this guy Griffin just keeps getting involved in their game plan. Six for 50. Uh, Herndon was active, didn't play. Very weird. That went from doubtful to playing in this one. Uh, Joe, I mean, look, at this stage, I remember a few weeks ago after the Jets beat the Cowboys and we both said maybe this is the start of something nice for the Jets. I, I really did feel that way. And I, and I do still like Sam Darnold. But I don't know that I have seen a more inept team then the Jets not only lose to the Dolphins, but really uh, after the first five minutes weren't really even competitive in this game. And I, I mean, look, we know Gase is going to get fired at the end of the season. There's just no way around that now. In fact, if there's anyone that's going to be, I mean, Atlanta's coach will get fired too, but I mean, this guy has got to go without a doubt. I just am stunned 
to see how bad the Jets are. And from Miami's point of view, look, there's still a lot of season left. As, as you said, they still play the Bengals. There's still chances to lose. But from Miami's point of view, this whole tanking from the beginning of the season went the other way yesterday. Oh, my goodness. This was uh, this was something. Let me tell you something. This was unbelievable. And you might still feel good about Sam Darnold, but after this, I, I don't. This was just terrible. You could see by the end of the game, too, when they hiked that ball that <clears throat> came out the wrong time and went back for a safety there, and he was just he just kind of gave up on it. He even, like, turned to even try, and then the lineman's yelling at him, and this is not good. I mean, on the Dolphins' side, this is not surprising. I in my picks league, I actually I picked the Dolphins. You know, you pick and rank them. Just you know, not against the spread, just winners. I actually picked the Dolphins at one. I wasn't confident, but I was like, eh, you know what? If well, I don't not, feel a, about not the on game, this show, you didn't pick the Dolphins. I, I know that. No, I'm well. I again, so friends. <laughs> oh no, that's not true. I, actually, I did. Did I not? This no, was one of the them. wrong team favorites. So, yes, you took, you took the yes, Jets. Yes, I did. I took the Jets to. No, they take yes, the it's the wrong the, team the favorite. No, Jets. No, uh-uh. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember that. Anyway, well, I will say this. The Dolphins. <laughs> I, have I, I keep track of this stuff. Well, good. I want to see it. Show it to me in writing. I want to see right. it. I got to go back and listen on demand. By the way, everyone can listen on demand to FST on the FNTS. Well, if app. I'm wrong, I apologize. But That's I'm, all right. I'll go I, back. Look, I'm here's all that sure matters. Right. The Dolphins have been playing better football. Not great. They keep having a good game plan out of the gate. And then everybody makes adjustments and they don't make adjustments back. And the same thing happens is they end up losing in the second half of the football game. So it happens against Pittsburgh. It's what happened against Buffalo. But they've been playing better. They're not playing well. They're playing better. And that was something to recognize. This was a big, big concern, a giant trap for the Jets. And they fell right into it. And I'll tell you right now, to me, watching what I've seen out of Sam Darnold the last three weeks, uh, this looks much more Browning Nagel. This looks much more in that grouping of quarterbacks that, you know, oh, it's going to be this guy that pulls us out. It's going to be, you know, this is the guy that's going to be the next quarterback and it doesn't work out. And we've I seen still so like many him. of them. I know. I'm, I'm going to be completely wrong. I'm still going to like him. Uh, look, I I just think that I still like Adam him. Gase is a <laughs> complete and utter disaster. Oh, he's I, a disaster. I mean, that's unequivocal. That I, you know, I'm, I said that everywhere, uh, you know, but I I just don't understand how you look at it and go, hey, you know who we want as our head coach? The guy who was a miserable failure in our division for a couple of years. That's the guy that's going to lead us to victory. He's going to be the guy to grow our young quarterback into a, a phenom. I just don't get it. I don't get what the Jets are doing. I don't think the Jets get the, what the Jets are doing. And after all the stuff that happened on the trade deadline, this is just, it's not surprising because this team right now, as high as the Jet fans were after that Cowboy win that came out of nowhere, I think now you look at it, and my goodness, this week the Jets play the Giants in what is the misery bowl. And I'll, you know, oh, someone like, used Hawkinson? Wow, what a concept. Uh, yeah, but ha- Hawkinson came out as like the the better blocker and Fant the better receiver. I, I still am in on Fant. I still am in on Fant being better uh, in the end. Uh, Mayfield, 273 and a touchdown. Chubb didn't do much. Uh, Beckham, uh, as a wide receiver, three, I guess. Five for 87, and Landry scored a late touchdown, six for 61. Um, yes, it is time to be out completely on the Browns. Yes, how they how they ended up beating the Ravens and haven't won a single game of any quality right. is, is... Here's the NFL, right? Confusing. Everyone's... 
Oh, you know, look at the Patriots. They lost to the Ravens. The Ravens lost to the Browns. Like, like if we keep doing this to ourselves, look at the Cowboys lost to the Jets. This is everyone needs to calm down with this whole. Well, you beat you, and that means you're better. No, than it's, this a, team. it's a bad week. It happens in the NFL. Yeah, yeah that's what you got to try and identify. It. That's the hard uh, part of it here. Uh, the number one pick game overall in the Super Contest, the most public game on the board, picked by more people than anyone in the country uh, <laughs> in, in betting, was the Browns. So naturally, yeah. that that's going to be the loss. You got to go the other side of it. And uh, and look, congratulations to Denver. Uh, Allen ran a little bit uh, in the first half, didn't at all. I was surprised in the second half, but uh, I think they found a kid to start at least for them the rest of the season. So, congrats to them! All right, congrats to us. We got a timeout coming. Coming up next, uh, what in the world with the Packers at the Chargers and uh, Steelers Colts as well? Don't go away. To light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing a book because they make me feel good. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here. It is hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. And fandom is a funny thing. As Joe mentioned earlier in the show, that Ravens. Uh, crowd was super, super fired up for that game against the Patriots. And make no mistake about it, they factored into that decision. Great crowd to see yesterday. I also thought the Raiders crowd was really fired up against the Lions and caused uh, Stafford some issues at the end of that game. But why Stafford didn't throw to any of these eight dudes that catch touchdowns at the end, I'll still have no idea. Uh, so the Packers yesterday had, speaking of fans, uh, more fans in that game in L.A., maybe than they've even had at any other place this season outside of Lambeau. And they were just dominated from start to finish. Chargers, great as a dog, horrible as a favorite, played itself out yesterday. 26 to 11 is the uh, final. Philip Rivers, 294. Uh, Rivers, one of the more disappointing fantasy seasons of his career. This could be the worst season of his in a long time. Uh, but still, they won. Hey, look, uh, Gordon, 20 for 80 and two touchdowns. They thanked him for coming back by giving him some carries finally. Austin Eckler, solid again, 70 yards. Mike Williams finally had a good game. Three catches, 111 yards. Hunter Henry's been a solid tight end. And Keenan Allen uh, still waiting for that big game. It's been a disappointing season for him for sure. Uh, Rodgers, his worst game of the year, 161 and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, just eight carries, 30 yards. Jamal Williams, a receiving touchdown. Devontae Adams came back and was targeted a lot, but couldn't break free. Seven for 41 in this game. Uh, Valdez Scanling with a zero. The other receivers more or less with a zero, which is what I expected the Packers to be. Uh, full transparency in this game. This was not one of the primary games that I watched. 
on Sunday. So, Joe, I would have to lean on you for this one because uh, I was obsessed with a couple of the other games. But this one in particular, uh, only saw the uh, highlights and red zone plays of this game. I was watching some of the other ones. Well, look, uh, you mentioned all the Packers fans. Unless some of those Packer fans in the stands were Jerry Kramer or uh, I'm trying to think of some other great linemen in uh, Green Bay Packer history that might have helped stop that pass rush. Uh, maybe just Marco Rivera. I remember him. He was a heck of a lineman there for the Packers. Uh, Clifton, uh, you know, it is unbelievable because this offensive line of the Packers graded out very well. And then they go to, to, to the Chargers and it's nothing but Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram just all over Aaron Rodgers, just constantly. And it just, there was nothing to be had. And it's fascinating to me. You finally get Devontae Adams back after all of this wait. And could you imagine the fantasy owners out there who just were breathing that sigh? Maybe they went 500. Maybe they're still in it. They're like, oh, I finally get Devontae Adams back. And look, he's got a good matchup here where you figure Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great game. And then what happens? Oh my God, this happens. This is atrocious. This is, I'm telling you, of all the things that happened, this to me was the most bizarre. And, and I just, I can't even, I mean, more bizarre than all oh, the, the Browns should have been the team. No, it should have been the Packers beating the Chargers. But you know what? Maybe just maybe this change with the offensive coordinator made some kind of a dent because you saw Melvin Gordon get the 20 carries. That is the most important. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair you know, point. That's the one thing that's been missing is, hey, and, and you know what? It, I don't understand this. You know, it, it frustrates the hell out of me, Craig, because. You know, you go back a couple weeks ago to the Bears and you go, okay, the Bears were competitive in that football game. What was the difference two weeks ago? Oh, how many carries did David Montgomery have? 20 plus? No kidding. Oh, the, the Packers uh, lost to the Chargers? Oh, what did the Chargers do differently? Oh, they gave the ball to Melvin Gordon 20 times. You have to find balance in the offense. Why do the Bucks keep losing? We keep talking about it. It's the lack of balance sometimes in the offense. Why did the Lions lose? Lack of balance in the offense. You have to find a balance for most teams unless you have just all-world quarterback play that's just unbelievable. And even then... Even then, like the great Peyton Manning team still ran the football. Edger and James still ran the football. So all I can say to the Packer fans is this is the NFL. Sometimes you go on the road and you lose. But I'll tell you what, all that Aaron Rodgers MVP, all that stuff after, forget him in this race too. I think he's out after this game. Uh, no, I wouldn't say he's out at all. I think he's just, out. Man. This is a huge loss for them. A huge loss, I think, in the, in the scheme. Because they're the winnable games. When you lose those games, no, it's tough. The, the MVP is still and it's very, not his very fault. close. It's not his fault. He had zero time to throw the football. I mean, I don't want to hang this on Aaron Rodgers. It was awful. He wasn't great, but the offensive line just completely disintegrated. And so look, who's, great who's job the favorite? In, so who's the favorite for the MVP in the NFL for you? I think right now the AFC is weak enough where Lamar Jackson, I think, kind of steps up because I think what he's doing is so showy that the media is going to get on it. And we all know it's a media award. Yeah, there's eight games left. Uh, the favorite is Wilson. And uh, when the odds come well, the out, the favorite's Wilson. But I mean, who's you said my favorite? I think. I think Jackson should be the favorite right now. Okay. Well, yeah, it'll be Wilson is the favorite. And then uh, Rogers I would and Jackson are very though. close. And then, yeah, McCaffrey's not going to be in the top uh, three. He'll be How much that. do you believe in the 49ers? Truth. Truth or uh, dare right now. I, I think they have a great chance to get to the Super Bowl. Okay. Do you believe in them enough? Because, again, they, they play uh, Russell Wilson twice and Lamar Jackson once. Do you yeah, believe in uh -huh. them against those games? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I, then I think you have to much. start betting Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Yeah, I don't know. No running backs ever win it, though. So it's not. It's been a while since Adrian Peterson. He was the last one. But well, I should have on Friday. I should have bet Lamar Jackson because I knew this was going to happen. I didn't <laughs> do it, and there we are. Um, Steelers twenty six, Colts twenty four. Uh, Mason Rudolph was Mason Rudolph, basically one ninety one, one touchdown, one interception. 
Uh, Trey Edmonds, who will be the number one pickup in fantasy this week, without a doubt, 12 carries, 73 yards. He got most of the carries because Samuel couldn't run uh, Samuels. But then Samuels did catch balls, 13 receptions, 73 yards. Vance McDonald finally got back in the end zone. And Juju, oof, three catches, 16 yards. Been boomer bust for him all season long. Uh, story for the Colts was Jacoby Brissett going down. Clearly, that will be uh, a big one moving forward. Uh, Hoyer, 168, three touchdowns, one interception. Fair game from him, although he did throw a huge pick six to uh, Minka Fitzpatrick in this game. Marlon Mack, 21 for 89. Zach Pascal was like available on every waiver wire for the last few weeks, and all of a sudden now looks like a startable wide receiver. I think I picked him up for 50 cents in a league. Paris Campbell, five for 53. Jack Doyle with a touchdown. Exactly the way all Colts games go, right down to the wire. And a kick ends up winning it. But the concern now, Joe, is that, man, like Indy lost uh, Brissett. And if this is for a long period of time, Hoyer can probably be more or less Brissett, uh, Brissett. But the problem with Hoyer is that he makes a lot of mistakes. That was his MO over the last few years, too. A uh, big win for Pittsburgh, though. Let's give them credit, too. It looked like they were going to be out of it completely. And now they have back-to-back wins against Miami and Indy. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. And we keep talking about the margin for error with the Colts. And they still go out there and they still compete. This is a good football team. It's really coached well, and they buy in, and they are max effort. You never have to question them at all, and that's what you saw out of this game, too. They were in a spot to win this football game. Uh, in terms of what the Steelers did, I first want to talk about that. Great day for PPR for Jalen Samuels. Very good in DFS investment, too. We talked about him. He would be chalky, but he would still return on the full-point PPR, especially he did. Bad game for Juju, but even worse for Deontay Johnson, which I started to see a trend there with Deontay Johnson, and then it just kind of went away. So... Maybe you call it game script. Maybe you call it whatever it is. This is also what the Colts do. They kind of make you, they drag you down and pull the game, play the game in the mud a little bit at their level. And that's a good football team that makes you play their game instead of you being allowed to play yours. But I have a question for you. And maybe you know the answer to this, or maybe you can get somebody of, of your many famous friends that you have. Uh, tell me, does it matter that much with the laces in as opposed to the laces out kicking a football? Because those laces were clearly in and Vinatieri kicked that ball and that ball went so hard left so immediately. But it's hard to gauge because Vinatieri has been so bad lately. Do you know the answer to this question? Is this truth science or is this just Ace Ventura legend? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'd have to ask on that one. Uh, Jay Feely, I could text him or ask him. He'd be the, I mean, he's like the kicking expert anyway for CBS. Well, because everyone says, oh, the laces, the laces, the laces. The laces were so not, <laughs> yeah, no, so not yeah, out well, in that ball. Look, it's been, it's been a tough year for Vinatieri for sure. And they, and they could have won that game. Yeah, it's uh, a tough go of it for the Colts. And all of my good feelings for the Colts, unfortunately, are gone if Brissett is gone. And not only that, a huge head-to-head win, Joe. Steelers are now one game behind the Colts in the playoff picture, and they beat them. So, I mean, it's uh, look, give the Colts credit for sticking in it this long. But if Brissett is out for a while, I don't know. I don't know that I can. I don't have this. I have faith that Hoyer is going to put up some better fantasy numbers for Brissett. But that may be that may be some more losses. That was a horrible pass that he threw to the Fitzpatrick pick and ran and ran all the way back for a touchdown. And you mentioned so. Edmonds, too. Think about all the running backs that you're going to have on a bye next week. You're going to have both guys. Oh, he'll, he'll be the number one pickup. It's you're going to have close. both yeah. guys from the Texans. You're going to have Leonard Fournette on a bye. You're going to have Sonny Michelle and James White on a bye. You're going to no, have Jordan Howard and Miles yeah. Sanders on a bye. And you're going to have Adrian Peterson on a bye. Yeah. That's a and, lot. Of and, uh, and Samuels, I have not been impressed with it. This is the second year in a row. He, he can catch passes out of the backfield. He's not a runner. So no, he's could, not a running. He's not a he's not an every down bat. He's not that guy. No, I, agree. I mean, Edmonds is. And, and look, they didn't have any goal line carries. So maybe this maybe Edmonds is a, a factor with with Connor out. Very much. Very much could be. 
All right, uh, coming up next, we'll uh, dive into the London debacle. Uh, also, Eagles-Bears, I have some thoughts on that one as well. And then we'll some talk some injuries in the NFL. Any updates that we have, we'll bring them along to you. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. You can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome back. Craig and Joe with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. Congratulations to Daily Roto for a great NBA weekend, from what I understand as well. Uh, okay, so uh, Sunday morning, London time. Love Jacksonville going into this game. Boy, was that a mistake. Houston wins 26-3, to although at the half, you could have thought it could have went either way, and it went the other way the second half. Deshaun Watson, 202, two touchdowns. Uh, Jacksonville touched him, grabbed him, squeezed him, could not get him down. <laughs> I mean, it sounds he, like a 70s it, it, every week with Watson. Grab him, squeeze him. I don't know what's him. up with the coaching staff on these other teams. Like, do they like I, I do they not watch film of this guy? Like, you, you can't just kind of grab him. He's going to throw the ball to somebody and complete something. He also may get hurt, Watson. He just does it too much. 19 carries, 160 yards for Carlos Hyde. He fumbled uh, at the goal line and went into the end zone. He would have had a touchdown, too. Duke Johnson had a good game. Five catches, 68 yards. He also rushed for a touchdown, trucked one of the guys on Jacksonville. Hopkins, eight for 48, scored a late touchdown as well. Uh, Minshew just kept throwing picks, and then eventually Hopkins got his. Stills was 4 for 53. is a little banged up in this game. Uh, Minshew was a disaster, let's be honest. 309, no touchdowns, two interceptions and a fumble. All those interceptions and fumbles were in the second half. It just it wasn't close. Fournette couldn't do much because they were behind. 11 for 40. Keelan Cole had a nice game. 5 for 80. DJ Chark had 4 for 32. And anybody who is saying that this guy Conley is going to be good is not watching this guy Conley play. Drops everything. He's, he's, he's not until that changes. He will not be good in the NFL. Uh, a lot of passes thrown to him just right through his hands. Happened two weeks ago, too. I agree. And then uh, I don't the get the fascination, though. but everybody seems to be clearly fascinated with this. No, guy. He, he drops shark. I'm shark. I am all in on. I thought he would. I, I think he's terrific. I think no matter who's playing, yeah, he's good. Just, what, uh, not having Westbrook obviously hurt them here. Uh, but either way, I mean, what are you going to say at this point? It was a dominating second half performance for Houston. Uh, Jacksonville just is not going to be able to come back in games where they're down a touchdown or more. It's just it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen probably with Minshew, as we illustrated. You can go back and listen on demand in the first hour. I think Joe and I are probably in agreement that when they announce next week, Jacksonville will probably go back to Nick Foles. Now, we don't know 
the full injury status of him and he's supposed to be able to come back. So we want to put a little asterisk there to wait and see on the injuries. But if both quarterbacks are equal, it does seem to make sense that they have extracted as much as they possibly can from Minshew at this point. And similar to Kyle Allen in Carolina, if Newton was healthy, I think they'd go back to him. If Foles is healthy, Joe, I think that uh, that will probably be the quarterback that they go to when they come back off the bye. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be the way it goes down. Um, my question, too, is, you know, we've talked a lot about MVP, but we haven't really talked too much about Deshaun Watson at all in that grouping. Deshaun Watson's stats are not that far off from Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, there's another maybe, you know, kind of a dark horse candidate for that award, too, if they have a really good second half here. And, you know, you look at the injuries like J.J. Watt's gone and some other injuries they've had there on this team. They lost Lamar Miller at the beginning of the year. Certainly a resume and a case can be made for Deshaun Watson, at least in this voting. But he's ranked sixth overall in terms of uh, yardage. He's got 18 touchdowns. Russell Wilson has 22. So there's certainly a lot to be said here. And like I keep pointing out everybody, you know, he's got not one but two games, Russell Wilson, against those 49ers in that defense. If that defense shuts him down, that is going to put a huge wrinkle into this narrative for him being MVP. And it's going to be fascinating to watch that play out. There's a lot of fascinating games with the 49ers that they have coming up. And we're going to really get a a good look at them, too. Now, we didn't get to talk about it because we don't chat on Friday. But what was your takeaway from that performance they had on Thursday night against the Cardinals? You scrapped some of that into the, well, it's Thursday night kind of stuff. Because really, that's yeah, the, the home team, team always performs on th- Thursday night. That's just the way it is. Short week, and and well, I mean, come on, they gave up a late touchdown that eighty-eight yard to Isabella. I mean, I, I thought they played fine. Okay, yeah, I, I was. I mean, look, Drake ran on them a little bit in the first half. Those Thursday night games are to me are a poor judge of of what happens in the NFL. At least in my opinion. You know, you're saying uh, Philip Rivers having a terrible season, but he's leading the league in passing. By the way, is he really? <laughs> Yeah, pa- fun passing fact. yards, passing yards, twenty six oh nine. Next, there, I never would have guessed. Guess, that. Who's, guess who's number two? Guess who's number two? Don't look. <laughs> Take a guess. Stafford. Uh, Stafford is number four. I'll give you one more guess, and it's not Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Uh, another guy who narratively right now everyone's saying is having a pretty mediocre year by his standards. Uh, Winston. Tom Brady. <laughs> Is it Brady? <laughs> Tom Brady, I can't 25, believe Rivers. 36. Wow, I, 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 but how many touchdown passes does Rivers have? Uh, Joe, he's 12. The problem is the picks. He's got seven picks. That's a lot for Philip Rivers. Boy, I'm, I was one. off on that. I wouldn't have yeah. guessed that for sure. Um, and also, I want to add, by the way, Jacksonville's uh, game plan was horrible. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you had uh, Houston out their best pass rusher and out two of their defensive backs, and they were just like just slogging through that thing. It just didn't make any sense to me what they were doing. Minshew, by the way, every time nobody was open immediately tucked it and was like running right into the line. It was just a bad and by far the, the worst game for Fournette of his, of his 2019. I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. 11 for 40 horrible. Um, speaking of horrible, the bears in the first half of this game, <laughs> honestly, the bears overall, uh, I am not in on them anymore at all. Uh, oh, I'm Eagles, completely out. Completely yeah, Eagles out win 22 to 14 and they led 19, nothing. And it's only natural in the NFL. There are going to be ebbs and flows. So honestly, this game looked closer than it was. The Eagles really dominated this thing from start to finish. Wentz, uh, 39 and a touchdown. Howard was strong in this one, too. 82 yards and a touchdown. Sanders, they really didn't need. And Zach Ertz did a lot of damage in the first half. And then in the second half, Philly was just basically running the clock out constantly. And, And it almost ended up biting them a little bit because Trubisky did start to find some receivers. 
Montgomery did have a great game, two touchdowns, didn't do much in terms of yardage, but because he was getting uh, the ball near the goal line, uh, and by the way, on first down, they didn't even give it to him. They gave it to Cohen, and he didn't get in, and then they gave it to Montgomery. So, uh, look, maybe maybe just with the volume alone, Montgomery can carry you to an RB2 from now moving forward. Certainly possible. 40 rushing yards, 36 receiving yards. I'm I not think even that's what make- you wanted. I mean, RB2 is my expectation for him all along. I mean, wasn't that – I mean, anybody who thought he was going to be RB1 this year was kind of crazy, especially when you look yeah. at the running back class. Yeah, and look, he's RB2 had two good back-to-back be. weeks, but from where and you And this was a good them. week against a very tough front. Let's let's give him a little bit of credit there too. No, but it's it's fine. Time, it, just, it, it, it was good. Eggy. No, look, I, I I played him and was happy with the twenty points. I I just I, I'm very concerned that the, you're that, concerned with the that, Bears and Matt Nagy, yeah, and that's fair. Just, the play yeah, calling just, is trash. It's uh, it's so bad, and Trubisky doesn't look good at all. And why all of a sudden in the second half are they rolling him out? They should be rolling him out every play. I mean, Trubisky only completes passes when he's outside of the pocket. When he's in the pocket, he's a disaster. I was very disappointed watching the Bears play in this game. And look, the Eagles are a good team. They are not a great team. I don't know how this has gone so south for the Bears. By the way, their defense didn't even look that great either. So I am I'm going to be out on them. I don't know that I'm going to be in on the Eagles, but I'm going to be out on the Bears show. That was really bad. Now, Bears and, and what makes it so difficult now, too, is the Bears moving all these picks the last couple of years, you know, acquiring Khalil Mack, moving up to take Trubisky that they are so just in now. And now the question is, do you make the change at quarterback or are you going to do what Tampa did, what Tennessee did, which is go into that crucial, you know, last year of that rookie deal, which I believe we're in. Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Heading into next year, right? This would be the last year of that rookie deal. Trubisky, this is the second year or third year? Third year. Is it? Okay. Yeah, this third year because it was 2017, 2017, 18, 19. So there you go. He was 2017 draft. Um, taking uh, overall number two there uh, after Miles Garrett. So are you going to make that same mistake or are you going to say, you know what? Let's not be like those other organizations and keep spinning our wheels. Let's make a choice. And is it better to cut your losses and say, hey, we're wrong. We got it wrong. Or is it worse to live in the mistake? Because I feel like what they're going to do, which is the same thing most NFL teams do, which is they make the decision based on money instead of wins, and they're going to live in the mistake. And I think that is going to crush them. Have you seen anything out of Trubisky this year that makes you feel like that was worth it or he's the guy going forward? No, I I actually like Darnold more than I like Trubisky. I I just I, I just he looks shaken back there. The only time he completes passes is like. When why running, can I ask why? Around. I'm just curious. What's your reasoning? Because I don't like either. I don't. And know. I want to know what I, you. I, see I don't have I don't. a tangible reason. I don't. I, I just. I I think I basically you know why? Because I watched Arnold play in college and I thought he was good. I never I never thought Trubisky was going to be great. I mean, he didn't play for. I mean, he was okay. It was one year in North Carolina. He was good as last year, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I think you get the right coach with Darnold and put him behind a decent offensive line, and I think he's better. It's, look, it's. It's Do you an think opinion. He, he looked good because it's USC because like quarterbacks look good there and then they go to the NFL uh, lately and they. No, no. Who are the good USC okay. quarterbacks? Troy you know, Aikman Carson and Palmer. Troy Aikman, Carson Palmer in the last 50 years. Troy Aikman wasn't a USC quarterback. He was a Cal quarterback. UCLA. I'm sorry. Yeah. So UCLA, USC. Me. So who so who are the good USC quarterbacks? Um, I Carson Palmer. <laughs> That's the one that pops in my head. Matt Sanchez Liner. was not good. 
Matt Leinert was not good. Nope. I'm just saying there's there have been guys that looked good and seemed like they were going to be good guys in the in the NFL and they have not been. And I yeah, just kind of wonder I, if he's just then that again. I just guy. have to have an opinion on it, and I I just still think that there's something there. I, th- I still I'm think out on both. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I'm it's out on both. A fair assessment. It's a fair. If assessment. you were the Bears next year, do you think you have a better chance to make the playoffs with? I'll, I'll just throw out somebody who I think is going to be available: Andy Dalton playing quarterback or Mitchell Trubisky. They'll bring in someone, but I don't know who it'll be. They'll bring in someone though to compete with them. But you're right; they're going to still hang their hat on to. Remember, it's a fit. It's a fit. They these teams do not admit failure. They they'll just keep rolling the guy back out there, and and I think that the Bears will do that again. They'll give him one more chance, but they'll have a backup plan this time. Uh, Chase Daniels not really having a backup plan. I don't think. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll dive into the injuries in the NFL. Also, a preview of the Monday night game, Cowboys and Giants. Interesting game here. Another Monday night home dog. Will that prove to be like it was last week uh, where the underdog on Monday night covers? Or will it be two weeks ago where the Jets had no shot against the win? So we'll uh, talk about that as well and everything else going on in sports as we cover it in the last segment of the show. Don't go away. to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. Full-time fantasy and Dr. Roto coming your way at the top of the hour. And then we'll be back here tomorrow on Tuesday with a little Florida man and some other fun topics in the world of fantasy sports, maybe some NBA, mixing some other things as well. In terms of injuries, Joe, yesterday, let's kind of roll through them here. I only see three as of now that appear to be significant. Jacoby Brissett left the game with what they're calling some sort of MCL injury. I'm guessing by the time uh, this show is over or by later in the day, we'll get more of a definitive word on him. And if we did and we don't have it, we apologize for that. Uh, Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. What a disaster to play him yesterday. I think he left what like three plays into the game or something like that. Hurt his hamstring. I'm going to guess Thielen's going to be out for a longer period of time. I'm guessing on this one, uh, Malcolm Butler. That's a big injury for the Tennessee Titans, of course, for their defensive backs. Deshaun Jackson got hurt as well. Is there anything, uh, Joe, that stuck out to you? I, I'm supposing Thielen is the biggest one here because the Vikings at this point have to look at this and say, we're probably going to need to have a, a final three or four game run at the end of the year to get in the playoffs. What are we doing here? Why are we sacrificing this guy? So I'm I'm concerned that if you're a Thielen owner, this is at least two more weeks. Is that fair? You, you probably. That? I mean, it's very concerning. And this is the danger. And this is why I think everybody was holding their breath all week when Patrick Mahomes was pushing, pushing and pushing. And you're like, yeah, just don't because just get right. Get right 
if you're on the early side of the window, great, but let's not push things because we see what happens when guys push. And look, these guys, especially the undrafted free agent types, they are animals. They want to get out there and play because they have a chip on their shoulder anyway, and they want to help their team, and they're that kind of personality. And you always run that risk of that re-injury. And unfortunately, too, I think when you look at, okay, well, if Thielen's out, there's somebody I can upgrade from that's on that team already, and I don't think the answer is out there. Who was that guy that caught that touchdown? I'd never heard of him before. No. Bisbee? <laughs> oh, Beavis got, Johnson or something? B- I've never B- heard of that guy. Bisbee? B- B- I don't know. I've never heard of him. And I'm in a dynasty league. I've never heard of that guy. No, I, I don't think you could have. And I think that's very concerning. It's frustrating that Sean Jackson went out again because he has taken the amount of time. He's like the polar opposite. He's been out there this whole time. Finally get him back. Finally help Zach Ertz Forget a little bit it. too because you have Forget to move it. the safeties. Well, Again, I keep saying it's more important for Zach Ertz's value than for Sean Jackson's value because you want to make sure those safeties have to play back. When those safeties come up and you see them double teaming on Zach Ertz, that's what's made Zach Ertz less than Zach Ertz this year. Uh, and the Brissett injury, too, you lose T.Y. Hilton for a couple of weeks. And now if you should lose yeah, Jacoby wow. Brissett for I, amount I, of time, too, yeah. unfortunately, this cold season, I think, now is is hit the skids. I think there's only so much you can do and so much you can lose. But my goodness, if they rally with Brian Hoyer and who, you know, can still can still get out there and play. You look at their schedule. They play the Dolphins next week. So still with all the injuries, can they get by and win that game? It's possible. It's in Indianapolis, so I would think yes. Then they're home against the Jaguars, still quarterback to be determined. Then they go on the road to the Texans, back to the Titans at home, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Jaguars. So the schedule, if they can get Brissett back, even if he has to miss two weeks and you get him back for that Houston Texans game, that's your season right there. That's your playoff game, week 12. <clears throat> so to me, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, look, can you get by with Hoyer, the Jacksonville and Dolphins games, both in Indianapolis? Yeah. I think you can. You can't get away with it against the Texans. So it's a bummer because Brissett's probably been one of these guys too that you would say, man, what a what a great season and how nice for Colts fans who felt like, oh my God, the world, the world is falling around us, the sky is falling when Andrew Luck retires. And look what happens. Jacoby Brissett steps in and he becomes a quarterback that you look at and go, Hey, maybe the future's a lot brighter than we realize. Yeah, it's 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 tough uh, for the Colts and and a lot of people were feeling really good about that win total of uh, seven and a half. I believe was their win total after luck went down. And I I thought it was great, too. And they look, they still could very easily get there. They only need three wins. But how do they do it with Hoyer? The last time Hoyer was in a game that I remember, Joe, was with Houston in the playoffs, if I don't remember correctly, and got throttled. And then we thought we'd never see him again. Here we are four years later. He's back as a quarterback again in the NFL. These guys are around. All right. Uh, okay. Is he so the Mar- greatest? I'm just real quick. Is he one of these guys? Like, uh, there's always that dude, like the great backup quarterback. He's been one of those, and he's definitely the guy that comes to mind. Uh, Fitzpatrick comes to mind. Uh, Keenum, Case Keenum, McCown comes to mind. Keenum comes oh, McCown, to mind. You're right. McCown's been a backup on like a dozen teams. Like a dozen teams, but he, he has those games where he shows up. You're like, hey, look at McCown, man. Look at him going out there, doing some things, winning some football games. Like I'm trying to think of some other guys from even, you know, back in the day, maybe the '90s too. Like, who are the great like backup quarterbacks that come to mind? Anybody? Frank Reich. Frank, Frank Reich. Oh, yeah, Frank Reich. How could I forget Frank Reich? Right, the original great story quarterback. I feel like the Bears had a bunch of backup quarterbacks that did well. Um, like Tom Zach. Well, yeah, that was that Doug Flutie, the post Jim McMahon era, right? Well, there you go, Flutie. You just gave another one. 
Oh, God. Doug Flutie. Yeah, Doug Flutie led the uh, Bills to uh, Remember, didn't he come in for Rob Johnson? Remember, Rob Johnson was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. And it it wasn't the guy. And then Doug Flutie came out and he was like, oh, look, we're going to the playoffs with him. (laughs) Steve DeBerg. I'm going oh, back what, to the 80s. What was Steve he? What De- was the other? Uh, uh, Greasy, too. Wasn't Brian Greasy another guy who kept popping up? Bob Greasy. No. No, no. no. His, oh, his, Brian his, Greasy no. was never good. Bob Didn't Greasy. Brian pop in in one year for the Bears and play yeah. really well? No. I don't think. I thought he did. He definitely popped in. I don't think he ever did very, very well. Brian Greasy? No. I thought he had that one moment that he was either with the Broncos or the Bears. We actually had a halfway decent season and he came maybe, out there. Uh, maybe a couple good games. I got one for you. We forgot. Jeff Hostetler. There you oh, go. I love Jeff Hosteller. The Hawks. the Hawks. Remember out there? Man, I was at I was at night. a game. I was at a game where the Raiders played against Tampa Bay. The Bucks, that's I'd have to go back and look at the game log, but the Bucks that season were not good. And it was Dungy's first year. And uh the Raiders came all the way back with no time left. And Hostetler was like just getting murdered on the field, threw a touchdown pass late in the game. And the kicker missed the extra point, man, and the game ended. I, I forget who that was. It not Lynn Elliott. It was it was some other funny Raider kicker name. I gotta go take a look. But oh man, I remember going up to Hosteller after the game, going, "Man, I give you a lot of credit for that." He's, <laughs> he's like, "Thanks, thanks." When he was so banged up. Uh, okay, Monday night, uh, Monday night football tonight. Cowboys and Giants. No backup quarterbacks in this one. Dak Prescott uh, taking on Daniel Jones. The line was seven. Now it's down to six and a half. So this is, uh, look, the trend historically, Joe, is always just to take the Monday Night Home Dogs. So that's what I'm going to do because it's just the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that I like like to do it, but the highest percentage in the history of the NFL of winning is always taking the Monday Night Home Underdog. But look, uh, the Giants make a lot of mistakes and one pick six in this game can send it the other way. Is there any chance the Giants win this game at all tonight? Or is this just a... It's just a mirage of me thinking this way. Going, You're right. It's the smart trend betting wise and all of that, all the stats. But I think the one thing we can take away from week nine, the NFL is you could crumple that and throw it out the window. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here. And I think that they win this football game. I don't think the Giants have a shot. I just I, I just feel like the Cowboys had their wake up call in this Meadowlands building already a couple weeks ago when they lost to the Jets. I don't think they're going to lose at all to the to the Giants. I don't think the Giants have a chance right. to win this game. And look, yeah. Daniel D- Danny Jones has played all right. You know, he's been up and down. He's played worse at home, ironically. So could take whatever you want from that. Maybe putting too much pressure on himself. I don't know. Maybe some of the weather has been influencing, but it's going to be cold tonight too. So we'll see how that enters into it because it's going to be like thirty degrees up here. So we'll find out okay. you know, what Danny yeah, Dimes I mean, is made of in the weather, too. I don't have a strong opinion on this one, but uh, I would just take the trend and, and take the Giants in this one. But uh, I don't I don't feel great about it. Monday nights have been a lot of big spreads, so tend to stay away from those games. Um, OK, a couple other uh, quick notes in the NFL. I don't know if you guys were following the story, not a fantasy story, but a reality story. The safety for the Browns. And a halfway decent uh, safety who had 41 tackles, a pick this year, played a lot of snaps. Uh, Jermaine Whitehead, the safety of the Browns yesterday after the game on social media, was attacking fans, throwing vulgarities out them and threatening them physically. And uh, a lot of people were posting those and reposting those last night. The Browns announced this morning they have cut him. He'll get a second opportunity somewhere, Joe. But look, this is the one thing that's changed significantly about life now. When you post something on social media, it lives forever. And uh, look, a lot of people are making fun of Baker Mayfield looking like a 
a uh, a sales guy who did it on special victims unit law and order yeah right like that yeah guy that looked like a flasher for sure and that was funny but what whitehead did was not and and the browns are just uh, having a horrible season joe like just i mean they are so far it always blows my mind you're almost you've almost won your season win bet total with them at this point and we're only halfway through the season Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, this is what I wanted. I wanted to watch Rome burn. This was me. I, I I was very vocal about this because I'm not a big fan of a lot of guys on that football team. And it's and it's nothing to do with the fans of the Browns. Like The fans of the Browns have suffered very long and they deserve better. But I just was not buying the hype machine, man. The All the talk and no walk. I want to see him walk a little bit. Yeah, they had a good second half. They had some good games last year. Baker had some good moments. But let's stop anointing this guy. Let's stop giving. I mean, he's on the commercials all the time. He's going to be going back to mowing lawns pretty soon. He might be working for the grounds crew if he keeps playing quarterback like this sooner than later. Yeah. The it, thing it, that boggles my mind is this social media stuff, man, because who cares what people are saying about you on Twitter? Like, are you that are you no, that listen, insecure and shallow? Well, look, I get I get sometimes attacked for stuff, too, with reporting. But I definitely always take the high road. Like, I never say Do you a word. care if a stranger calls you an idiot. Like, obviously, I'm sugarcoating it here, but, you you know, you do. You do. Yeah. And 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 trust me, Joe, if a lot of people were attacking you on. Oh, they have. Oh, I've been there. Michael Jackson Twitter came after me once because I made a funny joke. There's just a block button or uh, that's the end of it. Yeah. I I I don't get into it unless somebody goes like I my only rule on social media is and, and I don't generally block my block list is probably like a handful of people because it's just dumb. But if somebody starts dropping uh, F-bombs and stuff, I know that the Internet lives forever. So the last thing I would want is my kids ever seeing that, even though they don't check Twitter. But if they did in five years or whatever. So I just basically have a rule. If you say something like you're an effer or whatever, then I will block you. Other than that, I don't block. If, if you don't if you say I'm dumb and I don't like my opinion, yeah, that's cool. But once you stop, drop, uh, start dropping the vulgar stuff, then I, I, I just I, I don't get it. Professional athletes live in their dream. Yeah, they suck right now. Yeah, it's it's tough. But I mean, geez, like you're going to get yourself released over some stupid tweet. I mean, God, just the stupidity of that. Just mind blowing. to me. Think about that guy in his future. What happened in your NFL career? I got released because of tweet. Yeah, because Twitter was more important than the career. And think about the hours. Wow. Yeah. Think about the hours, the blood, sweat, tears, workouts, injuries to get to this level to live your dream and all the guys that don't get to do that and you're there doing it and yeah you're on the crappy team and yeah you're losing and yeah you're getting made fun of so what you're getting paid to play football and that's what it's about i'm getting paid to talk sports with my guy craig mish on this radio station and i realize how privileged i am to do that and at the same time somebody wants to call my takes moronic okay fine whatever i'm not going to get in a twitter battle with somebody who calls me an idiot or calls me names or says i suck whatever and lose my position here i don't care it just yeah, blows my I, mind, man. I, I agree with you. And, and on a much higher level, it is wild to think uh, how much people pay attention to that stuff. But that's uh, the the way we live now in social media, for sure. All right. Uh, coming up next, we got a exit velocity. Um, and we're actually changing exit velocity, believe it or not, to the two-minute drill, Joe. So this is going to be uh, this week. It's going to change from exit below to the two-minute drill. Because with the baseball season going over, we're just going all football at the end of the show now for the next couple months. So we'll have that coming up next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. And Joe's got a good rant to end the show. So you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back with it after this. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Hey, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is exit velocity normally to end the show. We're changing it up. It's going to be called the two-minute drill. Either way, as we always do, we end the show with a hot take or a rant. And Joe Pizzapia, my co-host, is the one presenting it today. Joe? The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your sh- together. Is that going to be enough time? Now, look, I am the biggest critic in the world of Odell Beckham Jr. Have been for many years. I love to hate me some Odell. But for once, I'm actually going to take up his side in this one. Why the hell can't you wear cool cleats? You know, him and Landry went out there with the gold cleats and an OBJ had the Joker cleats. And I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Does it fall in the guidelines of the NFL? No. Is it cool and fun? Does it add a little something else to the game, a little fashion, a little buzz? Yeah, you know what? It does. And it does it in a way that doesn't bother me. The hair's not so long that I can't see the name on the jersey. That bothers me a lot. It was just the cleats and they were artistic and they were actually kind of cool. And you know what? If you can have causes written on your cleats or this written on your cleats, why do we have to be so stuffy? Why can't we have sports also be fun and remind ourselves, yes, there's traditions, but at the same time, there's still opportunity for a little bit of self-expression. And to me, the cleats are not a problem as long as they are not offensive. Why can't they be artistic and cool? This was dumb. They made them change the cleats. I hate this stuffy NFL. Get over yourself. Yeah, that's a very good point by Joe for sure. The other point will be, uh, I think, that Joe's Patriots in the offseason should be the team that gets Odell Beckham Jr. They would be making a huge never mistake not happen. getting the tires on that one. I would never happen. Yeah. They will. He will never play for Belichick. <laughs> Save this one, folks. Save the show. All right, uh, that'll do it for the program. Thanks again to my co-host Joe Pizzapia and our producer Sean Guastamacchia. Coming up next is full-time fantasy. Joe and I will be back with you tomorrow. Enjoy the Monday night football game and anything else that you're doing on a Monday night. My name is Craig Mitch for Joe Pizzapia. We're gone. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.